So you want to become a 3D animator in 2024. This podcast episode is for you. I've been working in the industry for over 12 years, and I've been teaching people for over six of those years. And over the last year, especially, I've seen a lot of people come and go trying to be a 3D animator. And one of the main things that I see that they struggle with is consistency. So the first tip for you I would have is to make a goal to work for at least 30 minutes a day every other day. Think about the minimum that you can do to just get in the chair. I think a lot of new students get so overwhelmed with the prospect of learning 3D animation that they never even start or they fear sitting down at the computer and doing the work because they know it's going to take a while and they don't have that much time. So my suggestion to you is to set a goal for only 30 minutes. Don't work anymore. What you may find at the end of that 30 minutes is you have a rhythm and you want to keep working. But just to start working, say, I'm going to quit in 30 minutes. I'm just going to dabble, take the pressure off yourself and sit down. That will allow you to be more consistent, which is more important, I think, than trying to cram it in before an exam, for example. The person who studied consistently throughout the year is going to perform better and retain the knowledge more if they're studying more consistently than if they just crammed right before the exam. In our case, maybe just working you know, six hours a day and staying up really late on a Saturday night. And that's all they did the entire week in terms of working on their animation. And I would much more recommend for you is to be consistent because it's very much like <laughs> this winter, I was trying to get a hot tub going on our holiday in the countryside. And the hot tub was cold and it was a wood-fired hot tub. And it took a day and a half to get that water warm. And once it got warm, it was much easier to get to a reasonable temperature and get in. But if I had let that water temperature go back down, I would have to wait a whole nother day and a half for that water to get warm again. And it's very similar to our brains and how we receive and are absorbing information when we're learning. It can take a long time to get into the rhythm and crank up to that speed that we're most efficient at working and absorbing knowledge. The consistency is really about efficiency of learning. So I highly recommend make a goal for 30 minutes every other day, at least try that for one week and see where you get. And let me know, send me a message. Lucas at digitalcreatorschool.com is my email. Send me a message how it's going. I'm curious because this year I also had my first child. So I know how important time is and I have been able to release a bunch of podcast episodes. I've been mentoring students. I've worked full time at a job while having a small infant child. So I know the challenges and struggles that people can have and your time will ebb and flow. But I would say that if you're not at least making 30 minutes every other day, let's say, be honest with yourself and say, this isn't a priority. I want to learn piano, but I'm not doing it. It's not a priority. I have all these other things. And if I have time, I'll get to it and maybe I'll do it. So I'm also not disappointed by my results. I'm not good at playing piano. I'm fine with that. So just be honest with yourself. If you're not able or willing to carve out at least 30 minutes a day, 
then maybe you should change your goals because you're not going to become an animator in 2024 if you can't set aside at least 30 minutes. So be honest with yourself and save yourself time, stress, and frustration, and don't pursue it if you can't even do that. Because the reality is there are people out there who are doing much more. And if you can't even do the bare minimum, then you may want to focus your attention somewhere else. That is the hard truth. This industry is incredibly competitive and doing the bare minimum won't get you a job, but it will get you in the seat on your way to get a job. We wanna take baby steps at the beginning. So on your journey to become a 3D animator, you have to start somewhere. We all started at the same spot of not knowing anything, being intimidated by the software, feeling like it's too hard or the industry isn't conducive. I'm reading about layoffs. The reality is they don't post a news article when people are hiring. They only post a news article when people are firing or getting let go. So take all the stuff you read in the media with a grain of salt. Don't let the pessimism of people online, on, on people who are trolling Twitter threads or YouTube comments or Reddit threads, don't let that pessimism that they have in their life and their journey be a distraction for yours. That's the time and energy that you could be using towards those 30 minutes and actually doing the work. Because if you can't do that work, then it's not even worth evaluating whether that you should pursue it for the rest of the year. Now, the other hard truth and hard reality here is what does it take to become a 3D animator? I think there's a couple distinctions here. To learn and create animation proficiently, that doesn't take too long. You can do that in a fairly short amount of time. To create 3D animation professionally, however, that does take some time, but you can't do one before the other. You have to create animation proficiently before you can create it professionally. So don't put the cart before the horse and just put your head down and do the work that you need to do to get where you wanna go along your animation journey. Too many people focus on the end goal and they either get overwhelmed, they get pessimistic by what they read online and they don't put in the work. And they allow all these things to be a distraction to actually just getting the work done. Is becoming a 3D animator easy? Absolutely not. It's not easy. There are many other more easy things to do. You could learn to juggle one ball. You could learn to, I don't know what else sounds easy, brush your teeth more, better. I don't know. You go, there's all kinds of other, if you're looking for easy stuff, don't pursue 3D animation. I pursue it because it's difficult. I find that more interesting to challenge myself. And so the other hard truth here is you need to come to terms with how difficult it is and be prepared for that. If you're not prepared for that, it's going to be even more difficult and you'll be incredibly more unprepared if you're not actually doing the work and you build up this expectation over time and think, okay, I'm finally going to sit down and do the animation. And you've built up this idea in your head. And then you finally sit down and have difficulties. You're going to be off put by that. So just keep your expectations low, sit down, try to see what you can do in 30 minutes and you'll improve a little bit every day. We're just looking for tiny incremental improvements over a long period of time because that's the reality of how it's gonna work or whatever you do. There's no shortcuts here in learning animation. Now, of course, some people are naturally more accustomed to understanding how motion works. Maybe they're a dancer or they have some other advantages in their life that allows them to have good proprioception, 
of how to move and how to translate that movement into animation, that's fine. That could be their journey. That If that's not your life, then you got to play the, the cards that you're dealt and work with what you have. And so you have to start somewhere. And I encourage you to start now because we are almost halfway through January. And before you know it, it's going to be the end of the year. I've had people enrolled in Animator's Journey Beginner for over a year. I designed that course to be seven weeks long and things happen and people get sick or they move or they lose a job. And I get it, things fall by the wayside. But what's been fascinating is that there is truly a bell curve and statistical averaging of the kinds of students, no matter what program you're in, there are going to be people who are never even gonna show up. There are gonna be people who do the bare minimum. There's gonna be people who overachieve and do the most that they can do. Sometimes they burn out because they can't manage that as well for the long term. So that can also be equally as dangerous. What you need to do is just do the consistent work. And that's why I suggested the 30 minute kind of exercise, at least for a week, give it a shot. So we wanna make sure that we're going into this for the long term and that we're prepared for the journey. My best students are the ones who I see posting work consistently in the community for feedback. They're the people who receive the feedback. They don't respond in five or 10 minutes with a new version. They absorb the information. They spend time addressing those notes and then they resubmit it. They don't go away for a month or two months and then pick it back up. Those people have a lot more relearning to do. Like that hot tub example, getting cold, they have a lot more warm-up time to get to where they were a few months ago if they've taken that long of a break. Now, don't take any of this personally. This is how human beings, this is how our short-term memory and long-term memory work. You have to acknowledge these things are just fundamental to the human experience. This isn't outing anybody. If I behave the same way as all those range of people, I would get the exact same results as them. So keep that in mind that this isn't a personal attack on anybody or how they choose to live their life. This is simply just an observation I've made of the students who enroll in the course. They have the exact same information, the exact same amount of support. The one variable I can't control is how much effort they're putting in, how often they show up, how often they put in work. And I can tell the people who do because A, they're the ones posting in the community. So it's obvious that they're doing more work more consistently and they obviously get better consistent results. It's not, you might be thinking that's this is pretty obvious, but you would be surprised when it comes to our own work ethic, or our own behavior, our own striving for a goal, how all of that kind of common sense flies out the window and we all think we're a special case and it doesn't apply to us. And we can just cram a few hours one night a week and that will suddenly be working at Pixar somewhere. That's not how this works. For the people who are already along their animation journey and you're trying to complete that working up to a professional level, AKA getting your first job, then that distinction takes more effort, more work, obviously. So what you wanna do is get very polished work. That is a transition that I think becomes hard for people from beginner to intermediate to advanced is understanding the amount of work that comes into a polished shot. What I find is that there is shot fatigue with people who are trying to transition into a professional career. They get impatient and they quit before the shot is done or they move on to the most advanced type of work they can do, which is full body acting shots, maybe even with multiple characters. And they want to kind of skip ahead 
all they end up doing is showing whoever's watching their reel that they've applied to that job, all they're doing is showing that they can't do that work. So you wanna make sure that you're pushing yourself, but you're also progressing at a consistent rate. So we're not trying to jump ahead too much and fall on our face and then have that to show people and say, hey, look what I can't animate, but I'm gonna show you anyways because I worked so hard on it and I don't have the eyes to see that it's not good, so I don't know the difference. Don't be that person. Get professional feedback. That is going to be your North Star of helping guide you along this path efficiently and correctly. So when you're in this kind of what feels like a rut and you've been working and working, there can be some consistent issues you may not even be aware of. And a lot of that I've seen comes from people who get to the point where they need to polish and they get what I call shot fatigue and they're done with the shot and they don't want to finesse it. And because this happens over and over, they've never had to finesse it and they don't even know what to do at that point to finesse a shot all the way. So then they get in this negative feedback loop because they've created this habit of getting the shot to a point that looks okay for them. And then they wonder why they're not getting work. They're not getting hired. So this can be a dangerous territory to be in on your journey to becoming a professional animator in 2024. You wanna make sure you're being realistic about the quality of your work. And you wanna make sure that you're getting that feedback to get that realistic understanding of where you are. Now, if you're applying for a job, you wanna make a reel that's specific to that studio. One suggestion I think a lot of students sleep on is learning how to work with motion capture if you wanna work in games or visual effects. Almost no student comes to me and says, hey, I can't wait to work with motion capture, but it is what most productions use for AAA games and visual effects. It's important to be comfortable in knowing what the challenges are when it comes to working with motion capture. Now, there is a whole week about motion capture and the intermediate course in animator's journey, and I've worked half of my career using motion capture in conjunction with keyframe. And there are a ton of great job opportunities out there. I can say for studios that are purely motion capture and someone comes with keyframe, there could be, I'm not saying there always is, there could be a question of whether can this person actually do the work? Or if there's another candidate who clearly has done a ton of motion capture, they may favor that person, even if your keyframe animation is great, they may question whether or not you could really transition and be efficient using motion capture. So consider that on your journey to becoming a 3D animator this year to also incorporate a bit of motion capture because with the rise of AI, currently that is pretty much basically a new filter for getting mocap from video. So motion capture is just becoming even more prevalent with AI and it needs even more cleanup because the AI stuff isn't that great compared to Vicon infrared systems. So Motion capture isn't going anywhere and there are plenty of jobs that require it. And it's not something I see students really targeting. So I think there's a big gap between entry-level jobs and people who are actually prepared for those entry-level jobs using motion capture. I'm just throwing that out there as something for you to consider. So in this podcast episode, we covered the 30 minutes every other day, try it for at least one week. We also covered kind of this consistency in general and 
not letting the hot tub get too cold because it's going to take too long to warm up. And then that creates this negative feedback loop. We don't even want to sit down because it's going to take so much work. And then we don't ever make progress. We also talked about the kind of no man's land that a student can get into when they're trying to transition from being a beginner student to actually getting their first job and not really understanding the level of polish required to show high quality animation. And that can also be its negative feedback loop when they're in the habit of not reaching final polish on their personal animation shots and they just keep repeating that or they get impatient and jump ahead to more advanced shots and just show that they can't do that kind of work. So that is also something to avoid this year in your journey. And finally, I had this suggestion about incorporating some motion capture in your animation journey because there are opportunities for that kind of work and games and visual effects. I hope you have a smooth and consistently progressive animation journey this year. Of course, that's not always how it works. There's always ups and downs and being realistic and setting the right expectations is going to make the journey even easier for you. So I hope these podcast episodes bring a little bit of that reality to you so that you can set those expectations accordingly. And of course, this is just my opinion. Someone else might think something different. And I encourage you to talk to other 3D animators and continue listening to some of the interviews I've done with other people to get their perspective as well on other podcast episodes of Animator's Journey podcast. Thanks for listening to this week. I look forward to seeing you in the next one.